because this is, uh, I believe, just over the last week and a half as I've studied this scripture, I, you know, it's just, it's, it's kind of profound. But John chapter 10, let's, uh, let's pick up at verse 1. John chapter 10, verse 1. Most, assur- most assuredly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs up some other way, the same as a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the doorkeeper opens, and the sheep hear his voice. And he calls his own sheep by name, and he leads them out. And when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. Yet they will by no means follow a stranger, but will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. In verse 6, Jesus said, he, Jesus used this as an illustration, but they did not understand these things which he spoke to them. Let's pray. Father, I thank you, Lord, for your word, and I thank you, Father, that, Lord, as we, as we close out this year, Father, I, I truly am believing for just explosion in the house. And, Father, I pray that, Lord, every, every area that, uh, that we're operating right now, Father, from our ministries to life groups to our kids' programs, Father, that, that Lord, that, that, that we catch a hold of what it means to be a disciple and to make a disciple. And, Father, I pray, Lord, give us ears to hear. Give us, you know, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word, word of God. So, Lord, give us faith to hear. Give us a heart to receive your Word because it's your Word that is so precious. It's your Word that ever changes us. So, Father, we thank you for that today in Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. Now, just drop down just a little bit, and if you, you want to underline this, this is a powerful word, but even, even in John chapter 10, verse 11, Jesus says something. He says, I am the good shepherd. <laughs> the good shepherd gives his life for his sheep. I am the good shepherd, and I give my life for the sheep. Now, profound, right? I, I think it's, maybe, maybe it's just me, Pastor Brad, I think that's profound because I, I realize something that Jesus is saying to, to us, and uh, not only to us, but to also his disciples. You know, in John 15, and I'm just going to read this real quick. In John 15, Jesus says, This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no, no one than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. You are my friends if you do whatever I command you. When I think about this, and I think about just even out of John chapter 10, verse 11, I begin to think about what it means to be a good shepherd. I, I don't know. Um, there probably was a point in time where, where God was calling Moran and I into to ministry. And, um, and I, I, I would say that maybe I had a, an inclination of, of the seriousness of, of, of the calling, but I didn't know what it was about. I didn't, I didn't know the, the fullness thereof. And I think sometimes that when Jesus is inviting us to, 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 to change our lives, to get cleaned up, to come to Him, to know Him, I think sometimes we don't always have the, the full picture of, of what the walk's going to be like because, because it, 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 it really is truly a walk. But I, even, even this week as I begin to read the Scripture and I study the Scripture and I thought about what does it mean to be a good shepherd? And, and, then, and then on the other side of that, who is he asking to be the good shepherd? Fair enough question, right? Well, I, I want to show you something real quick because I, I want you to see this in Scripture. Take your Bibles, go to 1 Peter 2.9. 1 Peter 2.9. Because, see, I believe to, to become a, a, a good shepherd, 
we truly have to follow the examples that are set by Jesus Christ. We, you know, we, you know when people say read the red, you should read the red in the Bible. If you have a red letter Bible, if you don't have one, you can pick up one, you know, even, even with the apps. You can get apps that, that show the red. So it's important that you read the red in the Word of God. So you become familiar. You, you know, there's, there's, a, there's a good place that you can be in becoming familiar with Jesus, becoming familiar in the very things He speaks, the very things that He says, His Word. His Word carries power, amen? And I, I, I'm telling you, it, we, this, this today, it, I believe, is something that the church has to have a, gr- a greater revelation of, is the power of God. You know, it's interesting because Jesus says this in verse 6. He, he gave them an illustration, right? But they didn't perceive or they didn't understand the illustration that he was giving them. Now, we see that in Mark chapter 4. Jesus made the comment, and we talked about this last week, that in Mark chapter 4, as we're talking about the parable of the sower, Jesus said, if you don't understand this, how are you going to understand all parables? And so we see in John chapter 10, Jesus is saying, look, uh, I'm showing you something, but you're not getting it. So, so, so here we are as the church, right? To, to come into the fullness, to come into the understanding of everything that he wants us to understand. So I, I'm going to really just do a, do a dive into this parable because I believe this is something we need to understand to, to, to become a disciple of Christ, but also make a disciple. I want you, you, you guys go to 1 Peter 2.9? Because look, look right here, you, you have to see this because if we are called Christians... If you're not born again, you're not saved, today you will have that opportunity to receive Jesus Christ as Lord of your life. So important to, to, to make that declaration and declare Him as Lord of your life. Now, I'm not, talking, I'm not talking about, you know, half in, half out kind of life. I'm talking about Him becoming Lord of your life. And there's a difference. There's a difference of people that want to play around with God and people that want to come into the understanding or the full knowledge of Christ. Well, why are you preaching so hard? Because, well, I, I want people to understand this is not a time or hour that you find yourself outside of the things of God. There's a real enemy to your faith. You see that in John chapter 10. But Jesus says this in 1 Peter 2.9. Did you guys make it there yet? Okay, so you guys are there. Hallelujah. First Peter 2, 9, what, 2, 9 watch this. It says, but you are. Who's, who's he talking to? He's talking to us. Amen. But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people. I want you to see something here very quickly because he's not saying, you know, just men are a holy nation or a royal priesthood. He's saying you people are a holy nation. You're a royal priesthood. You know, people say, well, you know, I'm the high priest of my home. Well, I don't even want to go. To, yeah, let's go there real quick. Because it's important that you understand that we are God's people. We are. Men and women, we are God's people. He has called us. He has called us, and I believe truly, out of, out of that place of obscurity to say, you are, look, you are. You, you can identify as a royal priesthood. You can identify as, as a holy nation. Not a nation that, that's, that's turned its back on God. That's not America. You know, you know why, why I believe that? It's because the church is still here. You know why I believe that, you know, you know when Elijah was off and he was, he was in, his, he was in his, little, his little place of, you know, there's none left. There's none left. There's no, nobody left to, to do your work, Lord. And he was on the run and he got to a place where I believe, honestly, he was tired. 
And you know, even when you get tired, you get to a place where, you know what, I declare and decree that, you know, we are a holy nation. We are a royal priesthood. Amen? Because when you catch that, you become alive. And God's call, he's, he's speaking to a live church. He's not speaking to a dead church. We are a live church. Amen. You know, anybody alive? Check your pulse. Anybody alive? Anybody's blood pressure go up already since Pastor Brad started preaching? You know, everybody's good, right? But I want you to see, to become a good shepherd, you have to understand the dynamics of who he is. You have to under the, understand the dynamics of what he wants for you. Because if, if you don't understand that he, he wants you, you know, what you, he wants you to be prosperous. He wants you to be blessed. He wants you to be holy. Amen. He desires that. He desires. And you know, he desires to be in the praise of his people. Amen. So to be a good, just out of, you know, John 10, 11, to, to be a good shepherd. And I, you, you guys are thinking, well... He's talking about pastors. But I, I, the reason I showed you this passage in, in, in 1 Peter, 1 Peter was because we are. We are a royal priesthood. We are a holy nation. But he's talking to pastors. He's not, you know, are, aren't we called shepherds? Do, 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 do you have a home? Do you have, do you have a life that you live? Then, then you're called to shepherd the things in your life. You're called to, to, to take care of. Well, what about single moms? Yes, they're called shepherds too. They're called the shepherd. Because look right here. I want you to see this in 1 Peter 2, 9, because he's talking about people. So you have to, you move to a place where, you know what, I am. I am. I am a good shepherd. I want to break this down because I believe that there's something that we can come into a, a greater revelation and understand around discipleship. And uh, we're going we're gonna to examine some of that as we go through this. Amen. You become, a, you become a, a good pastor by knowing the right way. You know, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. I am the way. I am the way. Amen. Amen. Let's look at, uh, let's look at verse 1. Let's do that real quick. You guys ready to go through this? Amen. Uh, chapter 10, verse 1. I apologize. John, yes, yes. It's a mystery. You guys, come on, follow along with me. You guys, sh you should be there. Let's look at verse, let's look at verse uh, 10. John, chapter 10, verse, verse 1. This is most assuredly, I say to you, he does not enter by the sheepfold, by the door, but climbs up some other way. The same as a thief and a robber. I just, I want to stop right there with that text because <laughs> um, good example, a sheepfold. Uh, you know, some people may not know what a sheepfold is, but, but let's just say that um, this, this right here is, is, is bordered. You know, this, this wall, these two doors are locked. But that door over there is open. Brother Greg, would you just go over there and stand by the door and open the door for me? I want to give you an example because, because the sheepfold is a place of protection. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a safe place. So Brother Greg, he, you know what Brother Greg's doing right now? He's opening the door. 
And I, I want you to see this because, see, there's only one way into the door. Now, there are other places where, where people might try to come in, but Brother Jesse, what he's done is he's got those doors locked because he's been ordered by the pastors to make sure those doors are locked after a certain time. You guys follow me? So, so even right now, Jesus, in, in, in getting this, I want you to see something because, because this, is, this is like the sheepfold. We're in, we're in a safe place. We're protected. I can guarantee you, you're protected more ways than you realize even here today. You know, they're, they're, you know you're protected as, as, as you're in the sheepfold. But Jesus is saying something. Brother Greg, you can sit down. Does, does that make sense? Do you guys understand what I'm talking about in reference to a sheepfold? Do I need to bring up six or seven people, put sheep in the middle, open the gate? You guys understand, right? Everybody with me? Everybody understand what a sheepfold is? So, so it is a place of great protection. You know, and what, what the sheepfold does, what this place does, is it, it's designated as a place where, where sheep can gather where, like I said, they're safe, but it keeps the enemy out. And I want you to see something here because I believe Jesus is speaking to some, speaking in this parable something very clear. He says, where thieves and robbers try to come in. Because, see, you know, you know think about a thief or a robber. Are, 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 are they good people? So the, the reference we have here, where, where they come in as a thief or a robber, they try to come in some other way. Now, I, I want to say this because, you know, you, I, you know, it's not a brash statement, but there are a lot of people that will teach a, a, a lot of silly things. And as we see the day of the Lord approaching, you're going to see false doctrine. You're going to see false teaching. You're going to hear people preach about there are other ways to heaven. And that's why I stated that very, very clearly. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. We preach Christ. It's important that the church preach Christ. There's, you, know, you can't get there through Muhammad. You can't get there through Buddha. You can't get there through other gods. But you know, understand this. A, a lot of people don't have that understanding. They don't have that understanding. They think that they can get in the sheepfold. They think that they can get in by their good works. You can't get in by good works. You know, as we've talked about discipleship, you know, how we move from one level to another level is we begin to understand the grace of God. If you don't understand that from grace to grace, that, that, that your life, you know, because, man, anybody need grace? Anybody ever needed grace? Anybody ever needed mercy? I'm we're going to cover grace. We better, we better mention mercy too. Because we serve a merciful God. But we serve a God of grace also. But Jesus is saying something here. And, and I believe this because if, if you catch this, man, you, you, you'll, you'll begin to understand how important church is. You'll begin to understand that, you know, we're, you know think, think about it. When we come together, what are we doing? We're protecting one another. The Bible says that iron sharpens iron. You know, listen, there, there, are going to be, there are going to be people that will try to come in and disrupt. God has clearly, He showed me that five years ago when we landed in West Virginia. You know, it was like I, I could see where the enemy would attack here, attack here, attack here. You know, I, I don't even give thought to, to how the enemy might attack because I, I just know that he will. But I know that I, I take a posture can you, can you, I want you to, you can take a posture in faith that, that when the enemy comes, you know, I, you, you know, oh, okay, yeah, whatever. I've seen this before. 
I'm in the, I, I'm in the sheepfold. I'm in that place of safety. I'm in that place where, where I, can, I can hear from God. And it's outside of that sheepfold so many times where people get in trouble. Amen. People will begin to, you know, will, will, will begin to say things, see things. Well, you know, that, that analogy, well, the grass is always greener on the other side. Anybody ever heard that before? From West Virginia, I'm sure you've heard that. See, there are, there are enemies set to disrupt and destroy what's being built. The enemy's been trying to destroy the church for some 2,000 years. You know, and sometimes we act, we act amazed. We, we act surprised that that government or, or that this nation or that nation, we act surprised, well, I can't believe this is happening. <laughs> it's been going on for 2,000 years. What did the government set out to do when all the babies were born around Jesus' time? What did they set out to do? Kill every male-born child under the age of two. That was an assignment from the government. <laughs> so why, why, would, why would we be surprised that there's not all that going on? Okay, so let's park that over here because Jesus is moving us to a place where we can now begin to understand while I'm here, while I you know, occupy until I come. That doesn't mean you just go sit on your couch and eat Pringles. You, you occupy. You put yourself in a place where, you know what, I'm going to occupy. I'm going to be about the Lord's business. I'm going to be kingdom-minded. I'm going to be a good shepherd. Amen? I, 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 I as a wife, I as a, a son, I as a daughter, I'm going to be, a, you know, why am I talking about a good shepherd? Because, listen, we have to set our faith to follow, to follow Jesus. If he said, I am the good shepherd, guess what? We all should pay attention on how to become a good shepherd. <laughs> Are you with me? We all should. It's not, I'm not, you, 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 nobody gets exemptions here. You know, that's, that's one of the things about kings, and I believe that's why we're going to go higher, is because people aren't passing. Nobody's getting an exemption here that God's going to move in your life, God's going to protect you, but as He does, you're going to help others. Amen? You're going to get others into the sheepfold. Amen? And, you know, and, you know, and then once they get in the sheepfold, we're going to be able to, to raise them up. We're going to be able to disciple them. Amen? The sheepfold, if, you do, if you're not figuring it out right now, it represents the church. People that want to talk negatively about the church and this church and that church and how this is that way and that way. Please, 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 know, know, know the voice of the enemy. Because that, that, you know, that's what the enemy will, he'll, he'll try to disrupt, he'll try to, bring, he'll try to bring all those things in. Well, you know, that church, that church, well, they... Yeah. The enemy, the enemy, he, he'll want to disrupt what's moving forward. So we're not surprised, amen? Don't be surprised. When you get saved, don't be surprised that the enemy won't try to rear his head up to throw something your way. Don't, don't be surprised. Well, you know, I, I want, yeah. You ever, you ever heard this? You know, I went to church, and you'll never believe what happened the week after I went to church. You, you, you just won't believe it. My kid got sick, and I got, I got COVID. I got this. I got that. 
you know, my, my pinky toe swelled up and I don't even know why it swelled up and my earlobe fell off and, you know, just all kinds of stuff. People will have all kinds of stuff that, that, that happen when, when they enter the church. You know, well, the church, the blocks are going to fall off of those buildings if I walk in there. You know, it, I've heard, you know, in West Virginia, you, you know, you, you hear that with maybe even a few cuss words every once in a while. So, yeah. Sometimes, I, you know, if, if somebody's cussing, I just, you know, sometimes I'll tell people, you know, I'm a Christian. And, you know, and if they honestly don't watch their mouth, I'll just say, you know, listen, man, I, I don't really like how you're talking. If you could just bring it down a notch, you know. I'll let, you know, I'm, I'm not, like, dogmatic about it, but, you know, you, you don't have to listen to somebody drop the F-bomb and Jesus is named the wrong way 105 times in, in a matter of 30 seconds. You, you don't have to do that. So, just, that's free. So, Amen. Amen. So understand something that, you know, in, 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 verse, uh, in verse 1, we have to understand that as we're developing and we're discipling, as we're, as we're developing life groups, as we're, as we're doing ministry together, you know, we, we are working to get people into the sheepfold. We recognize that there, there are thieves and robbers. There are people that will try to break in and steal. There are people sent by, by assignment from, from the enemy. From the enemy. I mean, from the enemy. Somebody's jamming. Praise God. That's our kids' ministry. Amen? Amen. So, we know that as the church. Please know that for your life. That, that the, the enemy will, you know, he'll send somebody that you love. Not that the enemy, you know, not that they're demon-possessed. That's not what I'm talking about. But, you know, it's, you know, so many times, you know, when somebody starts with, with God and, and they desire to be in church, that will come under attack. Well, you go Wednesdays? You know, I, I say this, but it's, it's so important that you understand. You go on Sunday nights? Who goes on Sunday nights anymore? Who does that? Who? Well, we at Kings do that. Amen? <laughs> you know, when we, uh, we joined Dr. Morocco's staff, you know, he asked, how often do you meet? Well, we were meeting about every night in the house for something. So, And then he said, well, do you have a Wednesday night service? Yes, sir, we do. He said, do you have a Sunday night service? Yes, sir, we do. He was like, well, how did you know to do that? I was like, well, that's kind of what, how, I, how we grew up, you know. We didn't, we didn't forsake a Sunday evening, you know. It was, we met, praise God. So to understand verse 1, understand the sheepfold, the church, right? Understand that there's an enemy. And see, Jesus, I think, is very clearly just wanting us to grab a hold of the word, and he's wanting us to understand it. Verse 2, you guys ready to go there? Yes, amen. To him, the doorkeeper opens, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name, and he leads them out. I want to stop there because, um, because it's important. It, it's important that you understand and or you learn as, as a shepherd or as a believer how to relate with people. You know, you may say, well, I don't like people. Well, there's a problem. For all you that say, I don't like people, well, there's a problem. You, you guys, I'm, am I, am I going, is it all right if I step on some toes today? If you don't like people, well, th there's, there's a problem. 
Because who's Jesus calling us to? He's calling us to people. That's why Pastor Brad's talking about discipleship. That's why, that's why I'm talking about, you know, go, go invite someone. Befriend someone. Share the word with someone. Because you can't lead animals to the Lord, right? You guys know that, right? I mean, just be clear. You, your dog can't be saved. It's, you, you can't walk your dog through the prayer of salvation or your horse or your fish or, or anything like that. Are there animals in heaven? Well, there's horses. We know that, right? So I'm not discrediting that there won't be for those that, you know, I love animals. I'm not, I love my dog, you know. But, but you have to begin to relate as a believer. And that's what Jesus is saying. I, 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 you, know, you know, you're praying for your five, right? You're praying for your five. You're praying for your five. Now go get them. This week I went to go get my, 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 my one, which happened to be a whole family. And you know, I'm cruising through Walmart. And I'm, I'm in a hurry. I, anybody ever been in a hurry in Walmart? Well, I was in a hurry. And I got through the aisle and I stopped. There's my one. And I turned back around and I said, I was down the aisle and I said, holler, hey! And I, I don't have to call him out by name, but I was like, Man, I've been looking for you. I drove by your house. You know, I walked over, gave them a hug, and, you know, they were in there working and stuff, and I was just like, you know, how's, how's it been, you know, and just yada, 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 and I'm like, because see, that was my assignment last week. I told you my assignment was I was going to go. Did you go to their home this, this, this past week? If you didn't go this past week, then go this week. Because how, how do we begin to, to make this? We go get them. You know, some people, you, you know, you might have to drag a few people. You, you might have to grab them by the hand and say, you know, you know we need to do this. We need to do this as a family. We, we, need to do, you know, we need to do this because, or I need to do this because, you know what? God loves you. you know, God loves you more than I love you. Amen? <laughs> you do it out of love, yes. But, but, but you go get them. And what I'm wanting to get into today is that God wants you, he, he, he wants you to be the good shepherd, yes, over, over the things that, he, that, that He's going to give you, amen? But to love like Him, to care like Him, to see people the way He sees people, to value people the way He values people. Oh, pastor, you know, they got hurt in church. Let's just start a line with everybody that's been hurt in church. Let's just, let's just start a line. Let's everybody line up at the door. And who's, who, 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 who hasn't been hurt in church? Okay, we just get over it. Well, you know, this happened. You don't understand how big this... Then we, we, we work to get over it. Well, you know, pastor's going to take up a tithe. I know that'll offend them. Let's be real for a second. You know, pastor, you know, they, don't, they just don't like the church talking about money. You know, I can't bring them because they're going to get hurt or offended over it. What happens if they hear the word and God, God does something right there? That through worship, God, God begins to, to melt their heart. It's, you know, it's not like we're taking, you know, six hours on a tithe message. We're giving people to enter into a covenant with God. That's why we teach that. It's why we, we want people to understand. You know, it's like, you know, it's like what we said, you know, to become God-centered and to live a God-centered life, you become a giver. You become a giver of your time, your talents, and your treasure. That's when everything shifts for a believer. You can stay over here and, and mess around for a long time, but what happens when you begin to give your time and your treasure and your talents to the Lord? Everything shifts. 
Your life becomes God-centered, and you start seeing people the way God starts seeing people. No, you're coming with me. No, you're, I'm, I'm going to disciple you. Look right here. Brother, I'm glad you're here. Yeah? Yeah. Wednesday night, you come back Sunday. You come back tonight. You come back Wednesday. God's going to help. He'll put people... Yeah, you please understand. Th- this is a church where we're, you know we're called to help people. If you've walked, <laughs> we're, we're, we are called to help people. But goodness gracious, you got to do your part too. You got to do your part. Well, you know, I need this and I need that. Well, what are you going to do for the Lord? Huh? What are you going to do for the Lord? You know, it, it's. I'm, I'm telling you, we've got to move past the lip service of, you know, well, I love God. But I'm not going to be a giver. Oh my. <laughs> I love God, but I'm not, I'm not going to give. I'm not going to be a giver. I'm going to hold my tithe. I'm going to keep it in my pocket. I'm going to, I don't want to give no time to the church. Yeah, I know how to sing. I know how to play. But it's all my gift. It's my gift. That's real, guys. He wants your time. He wants your talent. He, he wants your... He wants your treasure. Amen. I don't want it. He wants it. And then what he'll do is he'll pour out. He'll pour out. He'll pour out a blessing. So many people just need to watch what they say sometimes. People get in trouble by the things they speak out of their mouth. Amen. You You become a good shepherd by leading the sheep. Yeah, guys, look, you, as a shepherd, I'm going to close. Minister, come to the keyboard. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to go that long today. Not, I don't, I'm not sorry, really. I don't know why I said it, but I'm really not sorry. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to just we're stick around here a little bit around, around the, the good shepherd and what it means to be a good shepherd. You get ahead of the sheep when you become a good shepherd. You know what's, what shifts and things that begin to shift? You know, when you become a disciple maker, you know, what, what things begin to shift is your eyes are no longer really on you. You, you go from being discipled I'm being discipled, so I, let, me, let me say this because we never leave the place of discipleship because our Heavenly Father, will, <laughs> He will correct us. Anybody get corrected last week? I did. You know, that, that's, that is a part of the walk. Let's go ahead and stand to our feet. That's, that's a part of the walk is, is, that, is that we will be discipled. You know, but it's, see, what happens is when, and I want you to see this in the scripture because when we become a a good leader or we begin to learn about this, we begin to recognize the right voice. The sheep know my voice. They know my voice. They They don't know the voice of a stranger. And as I said before, there, there'll be strangers that come in and try to rip 
They try to rip that love out of your heart. Why do you love your church so much? You love your church more than you love your own family. (laughs) None of you have ever heard that before, have you? We begin to know His voice. What's His voice sound like? What's His voice sound like? You know, even today, I I, I feel this in my spirit. There's a voice that God, even right now, is... God's God's saying to some of the people in this house today, come, 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 come son, come daughter, come now. He's, He's calling. He's calling because you know what he wants to do? He wants to get into your life, not to make it a mess, but to make it better. My sheep know my voice. My sheep know my voice. Just wait one second, Michael. Back back away from the camera if you would. My sheep know my voice. I tell you something today though because see it's it's the voice of God you can trust it's not the not the voice of a stranger it's the voice of God that you can trust Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I tell you, I just I see God pouring out on people today. Even in this house, I just I just see I just see the the pouring out on people today. He's pouring out His love, His grace, His favor. Yes, favor. He's pouring it out on people today. Come higher. Come higher. It's like that strong tire. You know, I see some of you with... With, you know, fortified city, I see some of you, just like that sheepfold, I see some of you, you know, you've got the door open, you're, you're, you've, you've, you, you know, some of you are doing that right now, I see it in the spirit, you're, you've got the door open and you're, you're calling and you're, you're, you're trying to get more to come in, more to come in, I'm going to tell you, don't, 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 don't shrink back from that, you keep calling, you keep calling, you keep going after the ones that, that, you know, might be stubborn, might be hard.
You keep a watch. You keep a watch for the enemy around those, those lights that you need, to, you need to watch for. God's calling people, I believe in this hour, to watch, to be watchmen, to be, to be people, to be men and women that will watch. But you keep calling. You keep pulling. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If there's anybody here today that you, you feel like, you know what, I've, I've wandered outside of where God wants me to be, I want you to move forward and I want you to come to this altar right now. That if you feel in any way, any way, you, you've wandered outside of God's plan for your life, Michael, just come right over here. That's great. Thank you. In any way, shape, or form, you feel like you've wandered away from the Lord. And, and, and I'm, I'm telling you, you feel where the Lord is is you know pulling you back and he's he's calling you back in. I want you to come. I'm, I want to pray with you. I want to pray with you today, brother Josh. I want to I want to pray with you today. If you would just come forward, it's not. I'm not saying you've wondered, but I'm telling you, God's God's hand is upon you, my friend. It's a, it's upon you. You you you'll <laughs> the be, the best days of your life are yet ahead. You've asked the Lord, you, you, Lord, I don't, I don't know if I'll see it. I'm going to tell you that even in the next, you know, six to twelve months, you'll see, you'll see the, the, the things that you'll see things that you never, you've seen miracles, you've seen God move. But I'm going to tell you, yeah, you know, let's just 